The world is a beautiful but challenging place to live. And let's face it, life hits hard sometimes. So if you find your hopes and dreams and mental well-being needs a boost, you're tuned in to the right podcast. Welcome to Inspire Us with your host, Jay Paul Nadeau, a former hostage negotiator turned motivational speaker and acclaimed author of Take Control of Your Life. And now, here's your host, Jay Paul Nadeau. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of Inspire Us. And today, I have a special guest. I have a 12-year-old boy by the name of Parker Smith. Now, Parker was the victim of bullying at school. And Parker lives in a, a predominantly white community, and he is of mixed race. So, some kid decided to start picking on Parker. Can you believe it? Picking on Parker and calling him racial names. Well, on the first day of school this past September, Parker was photographed with the biggest smile on his face. He was proud to be going to school. But just a month later, Parker was no longer smiling. And in fact, his mother had tried so desperately to get the school authorities and even the police involved to try to stop this bullying to no avail. So Parker felt alone and he felt shattered. And on this particular occasion, when his mom picked him up, as you're going to find out in the story, his smile had gone, and he was curled up in a ball crying. She took a photograph of Parker, and she asked him if he would mind if she posted something on social media to draw the attention to what he was going through, and Parker very courageously agreed. Well, folks, that post went viral. It went viral to the point where people from all over the world were connecting, sending Parker and his family the support that they desperately deserved. One of the people who heard Parker's story and who reached out to him was my last guest, Rachel Weinstock, who deals with people and young people, especially on the topic of bullying. She reached out to him and he joined one of her amazing courses. And since then, Parker has made a complete 180. You're going to find out through this story. It's very touching. Towards the end of the broadcast, there is some interference, some noise that comes in, and that happens from time to time. But I want you to continue listening to the very end, folks, because the message that Parker and his mother give is very inspirational and one that we need to hear right now. Parker is a true warrior, a young man who has a mission in life to help improve the lives of others. And his story is quite inspirational. And I thank Rachel Weinstock for bringing him to my attention. And I know that you'll do the same once you've heard this great story. And I'm not going to continue talking. I just want to introduce you now to Parker Smith. Parker Smith, welcome to Inspire Us. I am so glad that you're here and that you're willing to share your story with us. I know that you have a remarkable story, uh, one that involves bullying, but it also involves recovering. And I really want to find out from you, how did you become the victim of bullying? Um, well, thank you for um, me being here. Um, how it really started was... Um, People were kind of getting jealous. I had a feeling of that kind of for, I don't know why they were jealous of me, 
but then they started making fun of me not like it just started off like little tiny like haha you're a loser sometimes and then it build up to like racism all the way up to there right and was this going on on the school grounds or was it happening uh, both at school and around where you play and and where you go um both actually okay were there more than one kid that was bullying you um there was one kid who bullied me like at different times and then um one day i just had enough of it good and what did you do when you had enough of it oh what did you do um be honest uh um I ended up getting um, in a little scrap, as you would call it. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just built up so much anger. I don't know how, but I just nobody built up does. so much anger because nobody was helping me, even the teachers and principals. Then it just like I let it all go. Okay. You said that nobody was helping you. Had you reached out to someone to tell them what was going on? that you were being bullied? Had you spoken to your teachers or your principal? Yes, I spoken to my principal, mostly all the teachers in the school, and none of them really helped me hmm. until like a little bit later in the year. Her name was Mrs. Baldwin. She helped me a lot. Like if I needed anything, she would say like, if you ever needed anything, just talk to me, even if it's during recess, and if you just need a break or something like that. Good. And what did the other teachers who didn't take action, what did they say to you when you, let me ask you this, how did you tell them? Like when you first started telling them, what did you say to them? Like I was saying like, um, I was being bullied and stuff by this one person. Um, and then like I was telling them small details and stuff and then it's like every teacher kind of brushed it off to the side and just like bagged an eye at it, wiped it off and then went on with their day. Yeah. How did that make you feel? Because I'm, I'm just imagining myself if I went to an adult and, and especially a teacher or a principal and told them that something bad had been happening to me and I got brushed off. Uh, I, I know I wouldn't feel good about it. How did you feel about that? I felt terrible. And some parts of me even made me feel like it was my fault at times. But then my mom and my dad would tell me that it's not because I wasn't, there was no reason for that to happen, like at all. No, no, there isn't. So you did tell your mom and dad what had been happening, correct? Yeah, not for a while, though, because I was a little bit scared because I thought they may have thunk that uh, it may have been my fault, like I may have started this. Right, right. And th is this what you thought, that they would misunderstand what you were saying? So that's what caused you not to speak up? Yes. Yeah, okay. And you know what? That's a really important that's a really important statement to make. I'm sure that there's a lot of young people, kids out there, that may think that if they tell their parents, they're going to get in some kind of trouble. And is, am I correct? Is this what you were thinking, that you might get in some kind of trouble for speaking up? Yes. 
Okay. All right. What gave you the courage? What was it that gave you the courage to finally uh, involve your parents, to include your parents and to speak up? Um, like, um, I kind of told them out of nowhere. I said to my mom, like, I wonder what it would be like to live as a white person. And mm -hmm. here, she can tell you. Sure. sure. Hello. Hi, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Um, so Parker hit it for quite some time. I knew that there was something wrong, but I don't also pry at Parker because he is very closed off. Um, but I did enough crying that eventually the day came where he said, you know, mom, I wonder what it would be like to live as a white person. Mm. Things probably won't be so hard. And I think everything would just be that much easier. And that just broke my heart. And I looked Parker right in the eye and said, you know, buddy, if you weren't who you are, then I wouldn't have you. Right. right. So for him to build the courage to finally say, you know, this is how I truly feel. And I'm feeling like really crappy. I don't want to be in my own skin anymore because I've been made fun of for so long. And I knew that it like, we knew it was happening. We didn't know the extent of it. Um, and we had tried to get help. We've, I've gone to the school boards that we've gone to many, many people for many years and it just didn't get resolved at all. It was always just brushed under the rug or, the things that these people had said to us were just disheartening and it was almost as if they just didn't care and they either didn't know how to deal with it or didn't want to deal with it. Mm. I'm leaning more towards they didn't know how to deal with it because it is a hard conversation to have, but at that level of authority, you should know how to have these conversations with students at a young age. Oh, to help them get through this. Yeah, we absolutely. also talked to the police and they didn't do much about it either. It oh. was just more like they came over for a chat. The police officer actually said to us, you know, if you lived somewhere like Toronto, Parker wouldn't go through this stuff. Mm. How do you know that? <laughs> you know, and I know there's more diversity in bigger cities and we are from a really small town that there are not many colored people or different ethnic backgrounds but I shouldn't have to be put in that position where I feel like I have to uproot my family to no. make my son or anybody in my family feel included. No I, no, I totally agree with you Casey uh, to have a school board a school representative actually brush it off and not know how to have these conversations with young people or parents this is totally wrong. This is not what our education system is all about. And we are inclusive. And that's the important thing yes. is that everybody is included and nobody should be made to feel the way that you, you felt, Parker. Nobody should make you feel that way. And I'm glad that you finally had the courage to tell your mom and your dad, but it sounds like it was an uphill battle from there too, to get people to actually listen. What was it? And I'm asking both of you here. What was it that that got somebody's attention or how did this all end up or manifest itself? What happened Parker after people weren't listening to you? Um, it was like 
I was like everybody was their own. Everybody was like I was just felt really alone and very lonely. Right. Like I was all by myself and everybody nobody was gonna take my side and I felt like I don't know, like yeah, very lonely. Well, you're very courageous today uh, to bring this up and to speak as candidly as you are. So I really applaud you for that. That means uh, good job. Um, I, what you said a little bit earlier, I'd like to uh, revisit that. What is it that you can tell kids right now who are being bullied? What would you say to any kid that's being bullied right now? What kind of advice can you give them? Um, I could probably give them like, if you're being bullied, then try and kill them with kindness. Right. And um, another thing is uh, that um, talk to people. You need to definitely talk to people because if you don't, you're just trapping that all inside. I still do that sometimes, but you need to talk to people so then like other people know what you're going through, especially your parents. Yes, you especially your parents, trusted adults, uh, people in authority need to be made aware of that. And I know what you said was pretty important earlier. You said uh, fear of being in trouble is what prevented you from first starting to, you know, approach your parents. I think uh, what. Uh, once this all got resolved, is the kid who's bullying you still bullying you, or has that stopped? No, he doesn't even talk to me anymore. It's probably best, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, now, you got a lot of attention from this once uh, people started to hear the real story. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, well, it started from my mom posting it on Instagram, and then um, my mom's mom, so my grandma, I call her Nana, um, she posted it on her Facebook, and then there was tons of people who shared it. It was like tons and tons of shares of my story, <laughs> and then now it's everywhere. It's wow. like Australia, California, and all those kinds of places. All right. I'm going to ask uh, mom this question. What did you put down in that post? Um, I pretty much just said, and I went over it with Parker. I wrote it down on my phone first and said, Parker, I just need you to look at this. Because we had just dealt with the situation the day that I made this post. And I said to him, Parker, are you okay with me saying this? Um, and it basically just said, you know, this is my son. It showed a picture of him on the first day of school with the biggest smile on his face. And it, I took a picture of him after we received a phone call of somebody calling him the N-word. And he curled up in a ball on my couch and just kind of crawled back into that awful little hole that I knew it was going to take a few days, if not longer, to get him out of. And I just thought, I'm so done with trying to get my voice out there when I knew that this was the perfect opportunity, one, for everything that's going on in the world today, and two, 
Mama Bear came out and I just had enough of it basically. And the outpour of support from everybody around the world has been absolutely overwhelming and it's I've never felt so much love and I don't think Parker realized how I I know he realizes that there's more people out there that have gone through it but to kind of start our own little movement in our little tiny community it needed to be done and people needed to be aware that it's happening under their noses and they clearly had no idea and the outpour just from our community alone was great um but I just I've fought this battle long and hard for five years it's gone on longer than that but I I just finally came to the point where I didn't want to do it on my own anymore and I couldn't and I needed those other people and some resources and we got a lot of help like Rachel who is absolutely amazing and she has taken Parker under her wing with her preteen group and just little things like that and Parker now has Anthony Elford as a mentor who is an MLB player and it's it's those little things you know that you don't ever expect being from a small little town that you you have so much support when you feel so alone for so long and nobody has ever really done anything even the police officer coming here and telling me to uproot well I'm not gonna do that I'm gonna stand my ground and we had enough <laughs> yeah well let me let me say a couple of things about what you've just said and thank you for sharing that number one the police officer who came to your home and said that you just move on or go somewhere else it wouldn't be so bad not all police officers have all the right answers and that one certainly was not the right answer and it was not the right approach so i right. <laughs> i dismiss him as as uh, or her as being an uneducated unfeeling individual uh having the courage to do what you did casey and post it on social media and with parker's consent parker that must have been not, not so easy for you to say yes to something like that to have your kind of story just posted on social media but you did and as a result of it people reached out and they supported both of you and your situation and it's amazing once we do tell our stories, just how much people really respond positively to stories like this. So I applaud both of you again. Uh, it took a lot of courage, number one, on your part, Parker, to open up. And anybody listening out there, what Parker has told us, any, any of you kids who are going through bullying, uh, number one, what Parker has said is tell somebody. You know, you got to tell somebody and get beyond your fear of telling your parents because your parents are your greatest supporters. And uh, when when you have a mom like Casey on your side there, Parker, you're doing pretty good. So I, I think what you did was exceptional. And now that you have all this support with other people, it's great. And Rachel is fantastic too. I, I spoke to her and she mentioned you on, on the podcast and she said, I, she, you should have uh, Parker on your show. And I'm glad that I do have you on, on my show. So tell me a little bit about Rachel, uh, Rachel's involvement. You're in a, a group or, or you're on, you're part of a, a team. Is it, how does that work? 
Yeah, it's, it's called the Preteen Club. Right. <clears throat> it's like a club for people that have been bullied or people that have been, like, hurt by, like, what people have said and stuff. <laughs> or even if it's just, like, little things, too. She'll take anybody in. And um, she really helps people, like, how do I say it? It's hard to explain, but, like, she helps people by talking to them. And there's others that are in there that are, like, with you, too. Like, they're not – No, she's not afraid to, like – because she's been through it, too, especially. She has. she has. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she does role play. So if Parker were to come home and he were bullied that day and they had group, they would go through the whole situation again if they, whatever child is in the group that is willing. And they would kind of play out how they maybe should have handled it or what they could have said. Or, you know, if it happens the next day, these are strategies that you can use from everybody in the group that have maybe gone through certain situations it just happened and they did a role play a couple days ago and the young lady went to school and it sounds like that other student that bugged that girl's friend is no longer going to bug them and so it's it's nice to see all these kids come together and actually work together on things that they've all gone through because they all can relate to the same thing. Yeah, and I I totally agree with you. It's um it's worthwhile work uh, to uh, to role play is exceptionally uh, a great way of doing things. And uh, I've taken up enough of your time, so we got your story. And I really appreciate uh, you coming on today and talking about that. It took a lot of courage. Parker, it took a lot of courage. And I'm glad that you're with Rachel's group and you're helping other kids as well. And it was really great for you to speak up, to involve your parents and to do everything that you did. So congratulations on doing a good job. I really appreciate having you on. Now, Thank you for having me. Ah, uh, you're very welcome. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another insightful episode. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave your comments. For more information, check out our website at www.inspireus.ca. Remember, it's not what happens to us that matters most. It's how we respond to what happens to us that does. Stay strong and resilient.